It's time for Use of All Security, your host is here once again. In this episode, we will recap recent newsworthy news and then finish the show with a demystification of a rather overused buzzword in security today, and that is the concept of zero trust. It's all coming up next on Use of All Security. This is News of All Security, episode 14, recorded Saturday, 8th of May, 2021. Zero Trust. So let's catch up what has happened since um, we had the last show. Um, and I think the Northworthy news, um, to start off with, it's the, um, the, the solar wind um, news that is still following us. And in response to, to that solar wind supply chain attack, the, um, the, the administration in the US essentially plans to release a, um, an executive order um, establishing cybersecurity standard um, for companies that conduct businesses with the US government. Um, and these executive orders obviously will include or are expected to include um, software development standard and plans for investigating cyber incidents um, effectively. Um, and these are of, will be used by the federal um, procurement process, etc. And this really just reminds me, um, in the um, um, for those of you who are old enough, the, the, the Cyber and Oxley Act, um, which is a federal law, um, and I'm going back all the way to 2002 here, um, and that federal law essentially was enacted um, um, as a comprehensive re um, reform of business financial um, practices. Um, essentially, the 2002 um, 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 law, the Simon Oxley Act, aims at publicly um, holding, uh, holding corporations, um, their internal financial control and their financial reporting audits and procedures um, as performed um, accountable. Um, essentially, the act was passed in, um, in, in response to a number of corporate accounting scandals. And the big one, obviously, that has really um, 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 started off this was the, the Enron scandal. Um, and you can essentially Google Enron um, um, scandal. You will be able to, um, to, to see tons of um, related articles, um, not, not to say um, the Wikipedia page. And that occurred um, in 2000, 2002 period. Um, this act basically put into place in response to that widespread um, fraud um, at Enron at the time and other companies. So this set the, um, a new standard for public accounting firms, corporation and management. So the same way here, what we are looking at, um, the um, supply chain attack and software um, development lifecycle really being um, put into scrutiny. Um, and the other, obviously, similar changing um, gear in terms of cybersecurity is the GDPR um, and there will be more um, I'm sure to follow so so that was actually quite um, interesting to um, to read another piece of news unfortunately is related to ransomware once again and this time it's in the it hit the largest US pipeline um, operated by um, Colonial Pipeline. And this is the largest fuel pipeline in the States. Um, and it transports refined um, petroleum um, product between refineries located in the Gulf Coast um, and markets um, throughout the, the southern and eastern United States. Um, apparently, the company transports 2.5 million barrels per day um, through its um, 5,500-mile pipeline and provides um, what is estimated 
45% of all fuel consumed um, on the coast. So it's, it's a gigantic, um, um, enormous um, operational infrastructure. Um, and according to the um, CNBC, CNBC News, um, colonials um, um, suffered this attack on, on Friday, um, which obviously forced them to, uh, to shut down the entire network to prevent the, um, the spread of the, of, the, of the ransomware. And by that, obviously, we understand that the, this is a ransomware. Um, and the fact that they have preempted the spread tells me it's not just the um, infection as we normally know, but it's also a wormable um, um, sort of attack. So it's a worm type where an infection doesn't just stay on one machine, but it spreads um, to the entire um, network. Um, and, and, and their statement um, goes as, as this, quote, On May 7th, the Colonial Pipeline company learned it was the victim of a cybersecurity attack. In response, we proactively took certain systems offline to maintain the threat, which has temporarily halted all pipeline operations and affected some of, of, um, of our IT systems. Um, upon learning the, the issue, um, a leading third-party cybersecurity firm was engaged and they have already launched an investigation into the nature of the scope of this incident, which is ongoing, um, end quote. And that's the, that's the, um, the statement from um, Colonial um, colonial pipeline. Now, the the, the threat actor um, is known to be um, Dax um, Darkside, and and this is a um, a ransomware operator, um, unfortunately, and they um, they have launched their operations um, back in the middle of August, um, just just last year. Um, like any other enterprise targeting ransomware operation, um, the this threat actor Darkside gain access to corporate network, um, and they they will typically um, quietly spread to other devices, and at the same time they will gather credentials. So these are really the the, the um, tactic techniques and procedures, the TTP, um, and they will steal unencrypted documents. Um, and by that, obviously, we understand, as I have um, mentioned in my previous um, episode. Um, which was the change in phase um, of ransomware, and that was episode 12, by stealing the data before they encrypt, um, they are actually giving themselves a safety net where they will then coerce, um, unfortunately, the victim um, to pay up the ransomware, otherwise they, they will release the data um, into the public side. So it's, 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 it's basically what it basically really means is um, retrieving your data from a backup is no longer a viable option um, unless you you obviously um, um, don't care about publicity. They are forcing people to um, to, to, to to pay up, um, and it's always um, difficult, obviously conundrum um, to um, to resolve. Um, what they have said um, previously. It's the um, the dark side. Do not obviously. Um, they said that they will not um, target the following types of organizations. You know these 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 promises have already been broken. Um, from what I learned, um, they they don't intentionally target medicine, hospitals, hospices, education, schools, universities, non-profit orgs, and, and government sectors. Um, but it's it's obviously too soon. Um, to say if they will maintain any of that. Um, um, from what I read on resources, they've already broken um, that promise. And, and unfortunately, ransomware um, seems to be with us um, um, every single week. 
Um, another piece of news, um, it's the um, Google. Um, Google is encouraging users to adopt um, two-factor authentication. Hooray, that, that's, really, that's really a good thing. So Google will prompt users to, to turn on um, the two-factor authentication, also known as 2FA, um, or two-step verification. Um, users will then have, um, um, who have already adopted the, the 2FA, will be asked to confirm um, their identity. Um, and essentially this... Um, um, what it means is Google um, um, had a plan to automatically enroll all users in this um, two-step verification in their account um, so that people are actually, essentially, are more, um, more, more secure. Um, and um, we, we, we would like to see not just Google, um, but other corporations, especially, um, you know, the likes of Facebook and PayPal and Microsoft essentially taking, taking, um, taking heat and, and doing the, sa- do the same thing, um, really. Um, and, um, and there is obviously, I will point to Microsoft research um, that um, replacing reusable password with simple um, 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 basically, which is not perfect, 2FA, like text messages to mobile phone, at least. Um, and by the way, um, the text message to mobile phone, the NIST, the National Institute and Standard um, and Technology and Standard essentially um, really um, stressed that that is no longer um, effective. The National Institute um, of Standard and Technology has mandated that it's essentially no longer um, useful. It's not, it's not really encouraged, but this is just an example. And if, if you use that, um, that reduces um, 99.9 of phishing attacks. Um, and phishing is the, is the front end of the majority of a successful breach, basically, and ransomware incident. Um, and I have talked about, essentially, email-related um, tips and tricks um, in, in, in previous shows, so you can actually have a look at the um, my... Um, my previous talk, which um, is related to uh, to email authentication, um, um, you should be able to to essentially find that um, in there. Um, if I do remember correctly, um, let me just um, um, remind you the um, the episode that I am referring to here. So that is episode ten, SMTP authentication um, protocols, um, and that is really interesting to to review um, to make sure that you've actually essentially have your SPF and your DKIM and the DMARC. Um, in, in, in line so that's that was that was that was very um, quite interesting um, to to actually see um, another another um, important piece of news is um, if you are using um, mail server um, such as the Xeme mail server um, in this particular instance um, it has vulnerability and and the researchers at Collis um, have detected at least not less than 21 security flaw um, in the um, in, in in this um, piece of software so some of the floor could be um, chained together um, and that what really means is what that really means is um, when the attackers are uh, performing their um, the staging their attack they cannot just um, do um, and use any one of those 21 they have to concatenate and put them in order so that they can then use each um, vulnerability um, to lead to the next vulnerability and so on and so forth in a in a sort of an orderly um, fashion. Um, so you cannot just do the, the, the third or the fourth to succeed. You have to do the first and the second and the third and so on, all the way to the 21st security floor. So if you are really just sitting on um, not 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 um, updating your XE mail server, um, I think it's a good time to, uh, to get that going. And some of those floors, obviously, 
um, will give full remote and authenticated code execution and gain um, root access um, privilege. Um, so um, administrators, you are advised to upgrade um, to version 4.94.2. Um, um, admins are advised to upgrade to Exim version 4.94.2 to address these, uh, these vulnerabilities. Um, essentially, the mail server agent. Exim yeah. uh, maintainers are also said to that the 3.x release is obsolete and should no longer be used. Um, and that's really a, a good place to, um, uh, to essentially um, um, start. Another piece of news is Microsoft has detected a large scale um, um, of business email compromise. This is PEC um, campaign that targeted more than 120 organizations using um, Tybo Squatty domain um, registered, you know, a few days before the, the attack started. Um, the Tybo Squatty domains essentially are domains that are legitimate and registered and, and actually can resolve um, um, from a DNS point of view successfully, but they do actually um, come too close to legitimate, you know, well-known domains, and therefore those are um, that um, mindset is used to trick the users um, for that they so that the um, the business email compromise spammers um, will use different tactics, including social engineering, phishing, or hacking, to then compromise those business um, email accounts. And obviously, the worst thing that can happen is account takeover, because then that is ex essentially a checkmate, and therefore you've lost your access to your uh, to your email. You'll be very lucky if you are not locked out, but mostly for advanced um, persistent threat and nation state, they will not be basically resetting the password. They will essentially be doing things. Um, in a more silent way. So those will then be later used to redirect payment to bank accounts um, under the control or target employees in, in things like gift cards and um, similar scam. So what Microsoft has said is, um, although these uh, business email scammers me method might seem um, lacking sophistication and they might seem to be um, not really um, extremely um, thought um um, in terms of um, technicality, um, the phishing messages look obviously um, malicious in nature to some, um, but business email attacks are, are, are essentially behind, you know, really what is a record-breaking financial losses um, um, since the 2018. Um, and, and in you know, remember in 2018, the, the FBI um, established the recovery asset team because it was just, uh, you know, unsustainable. And, and they did essentially warn the US private sector companies in March um, about the, the PSC attacks and, and you can certainly have a look at it. I will add the link, um, the, the URL to the, um, um, to, the, to the show description. So the FBI internal crime complaint, um, etc., which is the IC3, notes PEC is an increasing and constantly evolving threat um, as criminal actors become more sophisticated and adapt to current events. Um, and that's, that's essentially um, what the FBI has, has said. Now, let's turn to the concept of zero trust. What is zero trust? Well, essentially, um, the, um, the concept of zero trust is the, the age of corporate network and single security um, control, i.e. a perimeter, is essentially really coming to an end. And we, we, we do see that essentially playing out. 
So the typical employees, especially now that we have employees um, more and more working remotely, are increasingly um, um, conducting businesses um, away from the what it used to be a controlled um, perimeter environment, um, such as um, they're using public internet and cafe houses, etc. And, and coupled with the increase of use of the SaaS, and that is the software as a service um, apps, um, such as cloud platforms and other cloud-based services, uh, this essentially has exacerbated um, the efficacy of the perimeter control um, of what we used to do before, sort of a um, very strong shell and then cushy and soft um, internal. Um, and that is no longer really what it is today. So, so, so this uh, primary element to secure um, the corporate resources is no longer really um, sustainable because um, most of the applications and what you use are, um, are accessed um, outside of those perimeters, and, and you know, and people are outside of those um, um, walls that we built. So we can no longer essentially rely on a single um, sealed off corporate network um, and afford trust to to all the system that resides within it. This, that essentially uh, is not working. Um, so this is what the zero trust concept is helping. It's a cybersecurity more uh, philosophy than, than than a product. So it's not a product that you can go and get it and, and buy. Um, it's, it's a sort of a mindset and philosophy that you basically built um, and, um, and aspire towards. And this is how to think about security and how to do security. So essentially, zero trust is based on the principle of trust nothing, basically, and verify everything at any time so on focusing on protecting resources um, regardless of where they are physically or digitally and and to never trust anything by by default that's essentially really um, the um, the zero trust no one vendor um, product or technology will get you a, a zero trust as I said um, rather you you, you require a, a culture shift and a lot of different solutions to shift um, the paradigm by which they, they, they secure um, to secure your resources um, of course you need to decide whether they, the different tools and techniques come from one vendor or whether you actually go and acquire different technology to then create the architecture and of course the former is much more easier than, than the latter uh, because unfortunately vendors are here to compete for market, to compete for um, um, share and, 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 and sell their product and therefore the, the, the integration um, and automation and orchestration um, of different um, 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 products are not going to be the same as product that is built by one vendor um, that is built natively and that can work together. Right, so you need to make sure that that you that, that you pay attention um, to that. So this 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 essentially is what um, zero trust is. So zero trust, as I say, is, is a model and a philosophy for um, how to think about and how to do um, security. So no one and, 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 and no one thing will automatically uh, be trusted, um, whether that is inside or outside of your uh, company company network, and even um, the network itself uh, should not be um, um, trusted implicitly um, just because it's based on a network location or it has a, a static defenses like a traditional firewall, um, etc. But those are essentially really limited. So it's, uh, eventually something needs to be trusted, you know, by the way, but 
zero trust um, um, is, is the concept to, to, to always fall back. And this trust is temporary um, when, when you trust someone and, and establish dynamic from multiple resources. So uh, more than we have ever um, essentially used to trust and it's constantly reevaluated. So I can give you an example. Um, so when I log into in the morning, I log into my um, environment, um, I get asked um, to um, obviously authenticate. Um, and I would authenticate using obviously uh, more than one way and therefore um, establishing the trust um, from a, a multi-factor authentication. So I have my what you know, the password, um, and then what you have, some sort of a um, 2FA, so like a push um, notification or maybe a, a, a key um, FOP um, that I would use. And then I will log into to, to the environment. Um, um, traditionally, that would be it. And you would be able to access the whole environment uh, for the rest of whatever the um, time lapse is. The time lapse is, um, but the zero trust it will be reevaluated um, at any time, and I will be asked again. But also, if I now log into a different application or different platform, um, um, that platform, second platform, will not trust me just because I logged into the previous platform. So it gets um, reevaluated, um, um, and therefore would not trust just because I prove myself who I am, who who I said I am. So we have plenty of experience um, with untrusted network um, through our daily use of, of the internet. Um, um, computers that, that face the, the public internet are, are, secure in, are secure essentially in, in different manners to those inside the traditional um, perimeter, uh, which, which, which require extra scrutiny and lay on different layers of, um, of, of defense um, from external threat. Uh, but the zero trust model guides you to, to treat all devices if they were... Um, internet facing and instead of having one single perimeter you must create sort of a micro um, um, perimeter and applying checks and control as I, as I just gave you an example of um, around everything and between everything. Um, I do remember reading um, the um, what then was the CEO of, of Duo um, and which is a, um, a two-factor authentication um, since acquired by Cisco so it's duo.com um, um, the lady of this um, who was the CEO um, was asking you know where is the perimeter now and she said well perimeter is wherever you um, um, do a, an authentication so whether that is the mobile device that is accessing the um, SaaS app or whether the um, laptop that is accessing another part of the infrastructure from one second of the network to the other um, so whenever there is an authentication that is essentially the print um, and, and that was really good um, good to um, good to note so let's have a look at the um, just just to contrast the, um, the the different approaches and 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 the and the impact they have. So the traditional security approach is um, um, trust is based on network location that um, an access request is coming from, um, and as a result, essentially attackers um, um, when that is um, um, bypassed, attackers can move laterally to get to an organization's um, um, you know intended target, essentially the crown jewels. Um, it doesn't extend security to the new perimeter um, from there on. So, so that is the traditional security approach. Um, the, the zero trust approach, um, it established for every access request, essentially, um, um, regardless of where the request is coming from. And as a, as a result, um, secures access across your application and network. Um, it will um, hamper the lateral move in case of a successful breach. 
um, just to contrast back on the traditional security approach. And it ensures um, only the right users and devices have access. It also extends trust to support the, um, the BYOD, um, bring your own device, um, cloud apps, um, hybrid environment, um, and more. From a principal point of view, um, the principle of zero trust is essentially um, trust nothing ever. Um, for when you trust um, something, you are forced to seek relevant security measures wherever there is a risk, essentially. Um, so you will be um, applying those um, control mechanisms um, to make sure that is true. Um, and then you verify everything and do not assume that, you know, passing a check naturally affords you a trust, like when I was logging on to my application in the morning. And having credentials doesn't really mean you are trusted. Um, so it, it just means you have credentials at that particular time. And credentials can be stolen, remember. We can break this into four simple principles to keep in mind. And the first would be always identify. The second, always control. And the, the, the third, always analyze. And, and these are essentially be done um, at any time by multiple times concurrently for every single object that is accessing um, um, a, a resources. And then the fourth is always secure. And just to conclude, um, um, conclusion is, is, is that um, as it stands, Zero Trust is a philosophy um, towards cybersecurity um, with um, every few able to readily embrace it. Um, not everyone is going to do it, to be quite honest. Um, it, it's a journey rather than a a, a destination um, and um, security um, controls that we all grew up with um, are eroding um, right in front of our eyes and, and the need um, to adopt something better that can keep up with the new way of working and accessing and consuming resources um, it, it is needed um, and that is um, will, will become increasingly um, prevalent as we move forward um, and of course the bad guys are only growing more um, um, smart um, and think way of um, defeating those defenses that we are building um, and those defenses to be frank are struggling to keep up with uh, with the with the mindset I mean think about it see how ransomware um, has changed um, um, over the last few years um, you can re-listen to my episode 12 the changing phases of ransomware um, just to really appreciate what, what, what I mean by that. And the zero trust uh, model represents a way to really truly uh, minimize threat um, while the um, um, setting new standard in, in cybersecurity um, protocol. So it's essentially really it's, it's time to, 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 to take security to a new level um, and not rely on um, archaic way of protecting yourself while the cyber crooks are deploying and using tactics, techniques and procedures um, that are really just bringing um, the way and the model that we built many years ago to its knees. I hope that was useful. Until next time, take care. <laughs>